Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everybody. Welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. This is episode number 275, and my name is Henry. It's just me this time around, but this is the last time, at least for a while, that we'll be doing that. I will be back next week for the Guardians of the Galaxy show. I've been just been taking over, going solo for the last few weeks just because of the chaos of life and everything, so not too much longer you being stuck with me. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe, rate the show if you've not already, and thank you to all those who have. Thank you to all of our new listeners. We've had a surge recently, and so we hope you stick around. Share your thoughts on the show, comment, follow us on Letterboxd, on social media, all that good stuff. This time around, I figured kind of doing sad movie week, a little bit depressing movie week. I don't know why that was brought up or I thought of the idea, but two movies that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now, so I figured good a time as any. Sorry if it's depressing, though. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Manchester by the Sea with Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams, and then The Sea of Trees with Matthew McConaughey and Ken Watanabe, the Gus Van Sant film. So two films that are both dealing with people who who have dealt with extreme sudden loss in their lives, and they're just having to figure out how to move on. And they're dealing with extreme depression and and confusion and and frustration and everything and and being lost. And so I figured they definitely have a lot of things in common to me. And some differences in quality, but I think they both have some interesting ideas and are worthy of a lot of praise and, and for various reasons. So hope it's a good selection for this week, even though it's a little random, is what it is. As I've mentioned the last few weeks, please go to our Bandcamp page, thefilmbuds.bandcamp.com, which we have over 30 bonus shows now and counting many, many more to come. You can download each one for a dollar or more donation. Actors, directors, trilogies, franchises, all that stuff and more to come, as I said, or you can get all of them for a $5 monthly subscription, and it just goes to help support the show, and you get all that content, hours and hours of content. That's great, great content uh, for not not too much bank. So please do that, and thank you to all those people who have donated, and we hope you will subscribe and follow that page as well as as well as this page. Hope you all are doing all right out there. Uh, not a whole lot else to say, really. Uh, I mean, not a whole lot else that is new here, really. Just trying to, you know, eat healthy, work out when I can. Sometimes I, you know, slack a little bit. But overall, doing all right, getting by, enjoying time off, uh, catching up on movies and all that good stuff. Looking forward to the fall and winter seasons for the holidays and the cooler weather. Uh, I wish I had more exciting things to say. Hopefully it's not too boring for you. And it's, you know, it, it is just me. So just my life, not crazy exciting, but hope hope that's bearable. I don't really have much else to say. If, if we can just get into it, might as well jump in. Let's get to our first review, which is Manchester by the Sea. And we do have a clip as always. Take a listen. I said a lot of terrible things to you. No. But I, I know you never... Maybe you don't want to talk to me. It's not that. Okay, let me it's finish. Not. However... 
my heart was broken. It's always gonna be broken. But I know yours is broken too. But I don't have to carry. I said things that I should fucking burn in hell for no. what I said to you. No. It, it no, was no, just no, 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 Randy, no. I'm just sorry. It's, it's, I, I can't. I can't. I love you. Maybe I shouldn't say that. No, you can say that. It's just. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I've got to go. We couldn't have lunch. I'm really sorry. I don't think so. I thank you for saying everything that you, you said. Can't just die. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. All right. So Manchester by the Sea came out in 2016. It is written and directed by Kenneth Lonergan, who have, I've actually not seen his other movies, and I don't think he's done one since. Um, could be wrong there, but stars Casey Affleck, Michelle Williams, Kyle Chandler, Lucas Hedges, Ivy O'Brien, not a C.J. Wilson, not a lot, of, not a lot of other big names. And the synopsis is a depressed uncle is asked to take care of his teenage nephew after the boy's father died. When this one came out, I really, I love Casey Affleck. I think it's really sad that Casey Affleck's personal life has really given him a pretty bad tarnished reputation because I think acting wise, he's one of the best actors working today and has given some of the best performances over the last two decades. Like this movie, for example, is one of his best. And then the assassination of Jesse James, he's incredible in, as well as really all the movies he's in. But I love Casey Affleck. It's just too bad that his his personal life, again, has given him a bad reputation in Hollywood and with audiences. I don't think I even watched the trailer for the movie beforehand. I just heard it was getting a crazy amount of buzz, one of the best movies of the year. Sad, though, but, you know, you have to see it. And so I went in pretty blank and... I think the movie, it was on my best of list of the 2010s. It still is. I think it is one of it is one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. But at the same time, one of it's still so entertaining. There's still so much humor. It feels so natural and real. The conversations, the direction, it feels so lived in, natural, unrestricted. It just feels like it is real life. And I think especially the humor between or the conversations with family members like Casey Affleck and Lucas Hedges that those scenes where I think everyone can relate to where you might be having an argument, getting pissed at each other, and then you have to just move on. Like, hey, could you drive me to go to my friend's house or what are we going to do for dinner? And you just kind of drop it and you go on. I think it seems like that, that the writing especially speaks to where it just feels so real. It's brilliantly written. Of course, the, the, sequ- the flashback sequence where you see the spoilers here, where you see the mistake K- Casey Affleck makes where he uh, doesn't fasten the the fireplace correctly and he comes back and his whole house is burning and his kids have died and of course that ruins his marriage and it's most of the movie is about him trying to find a way to live after that being obviously not was not intentional but still was the cause of it and is just completely shattered forever you know he won't ever really recover from that and this nephew coming in and him being very very weary of wanting to take on any care of a child because he's just so scared of what might happen and not wanting to have that fear of what could happen again and wanting to stay away from Michelle Williams because he just hurts too much. And it is an incredibly tragic, depressing, shocking movie, especially if you don't know that's coming. But it is still so, it's of course very emotional, but very funny, very just very dramatic and in a compelling way, entertaining way, not in a self-serious, look how important this movie is. It just feels, again, very natural. 
one of the most natural feeling movies that probably that I've ever seen. Um, it, I think he, he wrote it over the course of several years and it feels that way. It feels like everything is very meticulous and very well thought over. Casey Affleck is incredible. He won the Oscar for the movie. Well deserved. I, I, I just think he's an incredible actor just in the context of, of Hollywood and, and as an actor. He's incredible in this. Lucas Hedges, one of his best. I don't always love Lucas Hedges, but I think he's very good in this. Very good score. I like the hymnal music and then just the, the regular score is very good as well. It, the northern U.S. setting is very good as well. I, I, you know, a lot of great little historical towns and beautiful parts of America. Another thing, very, very well told in a nonlinear way. There's a lot of flashbacks that, that flow completely fluidly. It is a little bit long. I don't think I'm ever bored. But I also love the ending of the movie where you think Casey Affleck is going to take Lucas Hedges and, you know, under ownership, but he just says, I can't, I can't beat this depression. I can't beat this past that I've experienced. And so he, he doesn't take him on as a, I guess, being, uh, you know, ownership over Lucas Hedges, but then that ending scene where they're still getting along and, and hanging out, which is just so, such a beautiful moment. And it's, it feels so real. You know, it's like things just don't always work out. There's still those moments of, love and of warmth, but hey, it doesn't always work out perfectly. And I think it's just a brilliantly done movie in every way. Uh, I wish it's a movie that everyone should see for a variety of reasons. It's one I always want to show people, even though it is super depressing. You know, you've you got to be in the right mood for it because while there is a lot of humor and a lot of lighter moments, there are some of this probably the saddest moments you'll ever see in movies. And so you really got to be ready for it. But still one of the best movies of the 2010s to me by far one of my favorite movies of all time as well. I think it always will be. And yeah, it's it's a must-see, a must-see, despite the the heaviness of the, the story and of the emotional weight. Please check it out if you have not seen it. Sorry if I spoiled anything. Hey, it's, it's like six, seven years old, so I think it's okay. Well, heavy, heavy five out of five for that one. Love it completely. All right, let's get to our other review, which is Gus Van Sant's The Sea of Trees. And we do have a clip. So take a listen. So I have another showing tomorrow. How about a quick lunch and I can pick up something on the way over? Tomorrow I'm pretty busy. You don't care. Your mind's always somewhere else. What about you, Arthur? My article? Yeah. It's a fantastic article. Have you read it, Joan? No. She doesn't read my work. Well, you think it's right that your wife does all the heavy lifting so you can pretend to be an intellectual? Here we are. The lake house. I love that lake. All right, so The Sea of Trees came out in 2015, one year earlier, is directed by Gus Van Sant, who also did Milk, Good Will Hunting, and uh, many others. Uh, He's a great filmmaker. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Ken Watanabe, Naomi Watts, honestly not many other actors, well-known actors, and the synopsis is a suicidal American befriends a Japanese man lost in a forest near Mount Fuji and the two search for a way out. This one I heard about, it opened very to not much financial results. You know, I'd say it kind of bombed. Not a big budget, but did not perform very well. Didn't really get the best reviews, but this was the year where there was also that other movie about the suicide forest in Japan just called The Forest with Natalie Dormer came out. So weirdly, there were two movies about the same real actual forest in Japan 
called The Suicide Forest came out within just a few months of each other. I did not see that one at the time. I only saw this one. I loved Gus, Gus Van Sant. This was when Matthew McConaughey was in his real reconnaissance and was coming back as a real, more bona fide, dramatic actor. I love Ken Watanabe and everything. I think he's an, a great actor. I always love seeing him, and I've always been a b- big fan of Gus Van Sant. So I was definitely curious. I love emotional, heartfelt dramas. I don't, I'm, some people stray away from sad movies. I love sad movies. Uh, you know, it just, I'm a total sap for them and I don't care if they're melodramatic or what. I I think if they're done right, I I am drawn to them and I think it brings out some of the best performances and direction and stories. So uh, I was very curious about this one. And overall, I do like the movie. I, I, Definitely do not think it is as is a bad movie or as bad as some people say, like, oh, this is a horrible movie. So like TV movie or, you know, soap opera, that kind of thing. And I, I it is melodramatic, but I just I don't in comparison to the majority of other movies that come out, I don't really understand the extreme criticism for it. I, I really don't get that at all. Maybe someone, hey, if you hate the movie, try and explain it to me why you feel that way. Uh, I'd love to hear you. Letterboxd, social media, whatever. Let me know. Love to hear from you. I think Matthew McConaughey is awesome. Ken Watanabe is great. The Look of the Forest is great and beautiful. Uh, it's Of course, there's a dark history to that where many, many people go all, from all around the world to commit suicide there. So it's a very dark, creepy place. And there's a lot of stories about ghosts and all that and spirits and all that kind of thing. So it's a pretty interesting setting for a movie. But I think in this case, it is about this guy who whose wife dies and he's just trying to figure out how to move on with his life. Why he's suicidal to that point. And there are flashbacks where you see his wife dying, him being just left to try and pick up the pieces. All that works. That's probably my least favorite part is the actual part where it's showing the flashbacks. I think him with Ken Watanabe, who turns out to be not real, is the best part of the movie by far. Their conversations, their writing, their stories about sadness, life, moving on with life, uh, dealing with troubles and all that I think is for the most part, really works. I think it is a very emotional film and it works in that way for me. Maybe it doesn't for others, but it does for me. A good score. And I, I just find that overall, it's a movie that does not deserve as much hate as it gets. I think it's still, it's not a masterpiece. It's not one of Gus Van Sant's best, but I think it's still solid. It has a, some great poignant moments and some good performances and good a good concept and good writing. So yeah, it's it's not on par with something like Manchester by the Sea, but it's still worthy of watching if you like that kind of movie or uh, emotional films, films dealing with depression or or loss, grief, anything like that. This movie has all that. And The Suicide Forest is a pretty crazy thing to think that that's actually a real place, Japan. And because at the time before these, this movie and then the Forest movie came out, I I hadn't heard of that. I was like... There are two movies coming out about the suicide forest in Japan. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I had no idea that was real. So maybe that will spark people's interest for better or worse. I don't know. But check it out uh, if you like this kind of movie. If you, if you like Gus Van Sant, it's a solid McConaughey performance after he you know, bounced back, won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. This came out just a few years after that. Definitely is in a good groove here. Just one that I think is easily forgotten. Maybe the critics were too harsh and so nobody... Like, oh, I heard that was terrible. I, just, I, won't, I won't waste my time with that. And I, I don't think it deserves that at all. It is a solid movie with a good amount to offer. So do check it out. I'll give that one a three and a half out of five. All right, well, let's end off with some stuff I watched. Not a lot, to be honest. Uh, I rewatched, I guess in the same vein a little bit, rewatched Blue Valentine. 
by Derek C. in France with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams as well, actually from, you know, Manchester by the Sea. I love Derek C. in France. Place Beyond the Pines is one of my all-time favorite movies. I loved his miniseries, I Know This Much is True, The Light Between Oceans. I'm just a big, big fan of his. I think he's incredibly underrated as a writer, director, producer. A movie about a marriage breaking down, but you also see the happy moments and the sad moments, so it feels very, very real, similar to something like Manchester by the Sea. Uh, very poignant. Ryan Gosling and Michelle, Michelle Williams are both fantastic. It's a movie very worthy of great praise to me. Just you got to be ready for it because it's not an easy watch. It's pretty uncomfortable, pretty sad at times. But it is a, a showcase for performances and for good storytelling and also another nonlinear storytelling similar to uh, Manchester. So, yeah, definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. And Place Beyond the Pines, especially if you have not seen that with Ryan Gosling. And then I also watched... I might do a bonus show on it at some point, but I watched James Gunn's show, The Peacemaker, which is the DC show about John Cena's character from The Suicide Squad. And this is on HBO Max or just Max at this point. And this takes place after The Suicide, the suicide Squad movie, takes him on another wet, weird, wacky, gruesome adventure. And overall, I thought it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I like, I think John Cena has really grown. He's not an amazing actor, but I think... For this role, it works. James Gunn, there's a lot of gore, creepy gore, creepy characters, creepy monsters and, and all that stuff. But I, I like all that stuff. It's it, it's very James Gunn. You know, if you've seen any of his other movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, The Suicide Squad uh, and some of his earlier works. Very solid show. I like it's only eight episodes. Most episodes are only around 40 minutes. So I kind of burn through it. Looks very good. Very good soundtrack. Maybe a little too over overbearing on the soundtrack, but very solid show, and if you like the DC stuff, I definitely would check it out because it is a nice little corner of the extended universe for DC. So if you like that kind of thing or if you like action shows or comic book shows, anything like that, definitely give it a look on on Max because it was better than I thought it would be. And since James Gunn was essentially the primary writer and director, that also helps because he has that level of command and creativity opposed to it being 20 different writers and directors and, and all that over the course of the episode. So very solid. Check that out on Max, as I said. That is about it for the show. Next week, we will be doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and Elle will be back, as I said. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe, rate the show, go to Bandcamp, check out our bonus shows, subscribe, follow us there. We have a lot, a lot of content from a lot of years, and we really hope you enjoy it and stick around. Follow us on social media at FilmBuds. Follow me and Elle on Letterboxd, and all of that will be in the show notes. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed it even half as much as I did. And see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.